Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What with Dan and Julie. Today we have Charlotte on who is a creative director. Hi Charlotte. Hi. How are you? I'm great thank you. Glad to be here with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) So do you want to tell everyone a bit about what a creative director actually is? That's a very good question and it's something that I often wonder what the answer to uh, is myself. Um, <laughs> it's essentially a sort of jack of all trades, master of hopefully some along the way. Um, but it's, um, it's kind of, you oversee uh, everything creatively. So whether that be for an artist, whether that be for a brand, it's everything from video to sort of brand direction to, I don't know, illustration, visuals for a tour or something like that. Um, so it's every aspect of that person's visual output, which is really interesting. So you're looking to bring together all these different ideas and elements into something more cohesive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what was school like for you? Were you into the artsy world? Were you very sort of uh, into the creative process? I was, I was. I had a fantastic art teacher the whole way through school. Um but I was, I was weirdly quite academic as well, which isn't something that you hear a lot of people say who are uh, more creatively minded. You know, I kind of, I loved um, English and sort of reading and kind of narrative and, and that kind of a thing. And I think recently kind of in video work, it's where those kind of that visual and that sort of narrative kind of come together to sort of really kind of, you know, um, yeah, t- together to sort of form how you you would kind of put together a sort of plot and things like that. And it sort of all clicked and kind of made sense, which is awesome. So, yeah, I think always kind of very creatively involved um, with with everything, really, and just sort of very interested in anything visual. So what was your uh, journey up to creative director? Did you go to uni after uh, school? I did. So I'm actually, I was actually a fine arts student. Um, so um, a lot of stuff that doesn't really seem particularly relevant to you know a lot of people who do the same thing go and study visual communication or media um and i have more of a fine art background which i think sometimes um you know i I always believe that sort of good creative work whether that be you know good design isn't necessarily influenced by design it's influenced by pretty much everything else out there and so yeah um Fine art was the choice for me. Um, It was quite, you know, messy for three years and um, (laughs) a lot lot messier than dealing with InDesign layouts. Um, So, yeah, so I went to university in Birmingham and um, after that, I left and worked in a couple of sort of studios um, in and around Birmingham. And yeah, that's kind of where I started with that. So actually, I was going to ask, um, uh, being a creative director, you obviously look at lots of different aspects but obviously a lot of people specialize in something whether that be video photography or graphic design um but obviously you're more on that fine art side so how did you learn about the other stuff as well to then get that aspect into your your job now i think being a millennial you know the, the internet is a great tutor <laughs> but uh i think yeah i mean really just stuff like that i think it was kind of finding a form and a kind of a bit of an outlet for the work that i was creating um so all the time while i was studying fine art i was also kind of involved in really really small very lo-fi um commercial projects whether they be like you know flyers for club nights and that kind of a thing or you know 
that sort of very, very early stages kind of stuff, which mm. really teaches you how to, you know, sort of principles of design and that kind of a thing. Um, and then, yeah, I, I suppose I was just always kind of making that work alongside doing fine art, um, which I, I think fine art in itself is, it, it always teaches you to experiment and to kind of push what you're doing into, you know, different media and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty relevant in, in a lot of ways. Do you need any specific qualifications to actually get into being a creative director? Is it kind of an entry level role or are you, you know, you've been there for a while and you work your way up to creative director? Oh, absolutely. I think you have to work your way up. I think the best art directors and creative directors are people that have had practical experience of all of the things that they brief, because obviously I brief, you know, photographers or I brief designers or, you know, um, illustrators and that kind of a thing. And I think it's really great to have had, a bit of experience of all of those things before you go into them you know, to, into being a creative director um so that you you really fully understand what you're asking someone to do um yeah I, th I think it makes the whole process a lot easier because you can speak to someone on you know a certain level um but yeah i think i think it, it is sort of something you kind of work your way up to i think as opposed to sort of just becoming so to speak yeah it it must be quite a challenging role as well because working with artists who've got a clear vision for what they want to do, there must be some tough conversations you have to have to bring everything together, you know, and have one actual objective for the brand or whoever it be. Absolutely. I always kind of think that if you can't summarize what you're trying to go for in a sentence, it's probably not that clear and it's probably not going to to, to work in essence. So I always try to kind of have almost, I, I guess that the phrase elevator pitch is really hor like horrendous and cheesy. <laughs> very but, I think, but I think it, it is strange. Yeah, it's such a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason, I guess. Um, it's always really good just to have that kind of one line sort of tagline summary of, of what you're trying to do visually. However daft that could be. Um, I always find that a lot of a lot of work the, the best work is a lot of column A a lot of column B kind of fused together in a strange way so mm. yeah I think I think it's always good to have that as like an umbrella and then to kind of you know be able to to go from there because sometimes we'll be using the same creative um, you know for a couple of years with an artist um, with their album cycle so that can encompass everything from the tone of voice from a music video to their live visuals to an album cover, subsequent single covers, all of their socials now. I mean, artists have an endless visual output um, in this day and age. So, yeah, it, sometimes, you know, you have to extrapolate two years worth of creative from like one album cover image or something. So it's, it's really important to, um, yeah, to, to think that through before you sort of dive in, <laughs> so to speak. We, we had a little look at your, uh, your Instagram, actually, uh, before the interview, and it looks like you've done some work on some amazing stuff so far. Um, you work with some pretty big artists by the looks of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, always, it's always fantastic, I think, to, to work with huge artists. Like, um, I've worked with One Direction and Ed Sheeran, also with someone else uh, who's based in Birmingham called Johnny Costello we've partnered together on quite a lot of projects. Um, Super big not... names. Yeah, so we, we, we kind of started working together um, on, yeah, on One Direction, <laughs> essentially, which was wild, really. You know, you, you see all of their work on billboards and like Times Square and that kind of thing. And 
you, you've been sort of painting these things frantically or, you know, yeah. doing these, these layouts in a, in a small studio in Birmingham. And it, it feels quite surreal. And, you know, I think the, the audience as well is really interesting there. You know, it's, it's mainly made up of like teenage girls. And I think with a lot of the One Direction where we really wanted to make something that was, you know, really visually spoke to them, wasn't, it didn't sort of fall back on the usual visual tropes that, you know, boy band material does. It, it really presented them as something with, that was genuinely cool and, and, you know, genuinely sort of felt of the time. Um, so yeah, it, it is, it is fascinating. And I, th I think that work has, it's incredible. I think anyone goes into what we do to, you know, have your work seen by the biggest amount of people. I suppose that's kind of, you know, uh, that's what happens in those situations. Um, so it is, it is quite surreal. But at the same time, I think we've created really interesting work for those artists at the same time. Mm. So you've obviously um, said you're working on, worked on album covers with uh, Ed Sheeran and One Direction. But is, is that sort of like what you do? Do you sort of specialise in that? in album covers and sort of bands or is it like a, a loads of different things that you do um so it's mainly within music um i have done work um in fashion i've done sort of editorial still life for um like condé nast in germany and places like that um and you know I, i'm massively interested we're kind of moving a little bit more into sort of branded content in the sort of sports kind of area um of, you know of late but but music is the main thing that I've always done from being you know a sort of junior designer um kind of level to right up to what I do now um so yeah I've, I've always worked in music is it typical for people to um have more of a speciality um in in the field in the sort of field of art direction or yeah, yeah. So, so so obviously you're yeah. slightly more to music is there people who specialize in sports and Absolutely. I think, you know, I, I think it's, you know, people can be fantastic art directors um, of cookbooks, for example, even, you know, something as niche as that, which is, you know, I mean, cookbook art direction is actually incredible. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, you must get loads of work. There's about a million cookbooks coming out every week. Oh, and, and they're actually, not that I really use them because I don't really have the time to, but, um, yeah. but they're, they're so, yeah, they're always so incredibly well thought out and, yeah. you know, um, they, they look incredible, but I think, um, yeah, it, it is often that you would have a sort of specialism. I mean, at the moment, I'm working on something that is more the sort of, it, it's more kind of the industry, without giving away too much, because it's the sort of um, the project where, you know, if you um, <laughs> let any details slip, you, yeah. you, you might wake up with a horse's head. <laughs> um so i think um yeah but that's again more the sort of commerce side of the music industry um so it kind of helps to have a specialism because you know you're you're so well versed on what's gone before um sort of industry trends that kind of a thing but at the same time um music is always something that you know i've been very passionate about and loved so especially you know sort of popular culture in general so i think in, in a lot of ways yeah it, it is really good to have a specialism but having said that I think across the board with entertainment, um, you know, you, you do, there are a lot of parallels with a lot of different industries. So I, I think it is something you can sort of turn your hand to um, doing it across, you know, different sort of industries. But, mm. and we've done branded content for um, people like Bacardi um, in collaboration with an advertising agency and also, you know, musicians. So there is the element more and more these days of, you know, music being tied into sort of more branded content as mm. well, which is quite interesting. 
So how does it work being creative director? Do you work for a company or do you work freelance or do you dip in and, and dip out? How does it work? So I work for myself um, at the moment, but I also work, I collaborate with a lot of people. I mean, everyone from letterpress artists to other creative directors, um, to videographers, to producers, <laughs> photographers, wow. absolutely everyone. Yeah, it's fantastic. What would your average day consist of then? Um, probably waking up and panicking. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I think it's more... Um, it, it, it can be really varied. So it depends whether I'm, you know, having more desk days where I'm kind of writing treatments or putting together sort of pitches, proposals, that kind of a thing, or actually working on artwork. Um, or, you know, just kind of briefing people, that sort of a thing. Or, you know, if we're kind of out on a shoot or something like that. So it, it varies wildly, but it's... The, I'd say the general answer is they're very long, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, it, it can be really varied and that's what I love about it because you, you can be, you know, for example, somewhere in, you know, the Quantox doing a video shoot, um, hoping that your artist doesn't fall off a cliff, um, <laughs> or, you know, you can just be literally sitting at your desk for 14 hours a day. So it's, it, it, it is varied and I, I do really enjoy that about it. You mentioned, um, doing pitches and, and working for yourself. Yeah. having to collab with people and I guess do you pitch to sort of advertising agencies and artists and is, is that a, a big part of your job? Yeah absolutely so um, even if it's an artist that you know have an established working relationship with um, it'll often be that I'm still sort of pitching ideas on things not necessarily in the sense of you know getting a job or that kind of a thing um, but it'll be more sort of pitching video ideas, treatments, that sort of a thing. But then occasionally people will email through sometimes a brief um, that we sort of pitch ideas on. Sometimes we pitch against other agencies. Sometimes we don't. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's kind of it, really. I think the pitching process varies wildly from client to client, but mm. it, it, it's always exciting. And I think, you know, when you sort of collaborate with people and kind of have that breakthrough moment where, you know, you've, you've you think you found the next the next big <laughs> idea it's always um it's it's always fun you know mm. what are some of the personality traits that someone has to have in the role obviously you've, um you're working for yourself so uh, time management things like that but as well as um you're saying pitching so you probably have to be fairly outgoing is there other things that you uh you see in yourself and others in the role to be interested in people i mean i think um people what they have to say you can never i think curiosity is a massive massive part of any creative job role but specifically i think a creative director because you have to really get under the skin of a brand or an artist to really sort of see what makes them tick or what their work is about or you know the, the ability to sort of interpret a, an album or you know a song into a video I think yeah there has to be a great deal of curiosity um and obviously yeah I, I, th I think it's it, it's great to be personable you know <laughs> um, yeah. but I think um I th yeah I, I definitely think sort of a, a curiosity to sort of explore things I think would be the, the number one trait I would probably say is, is useful um but I think I think as well just a sort of passion for it I mean I think the hours can be very taxing and sometimes you know as you said that there can be kind of difficult conversations especially when you're working with other creatives um like artists who you know have their songs and, and what they do is, is so close to them you know so it's 
it's sort of taking what they're doing and, and visually interpreting it to put into the world, which is, which is a huge thing. And um, there can be differences of opinion sometimes, <laughs> um, to put it politely. But um, no, I mean, every, everyone's brilliant. And I think that the great thing about, especially working with musicians, is that they're hugely interesting, creative individuals themselves. And so, you know, you can learn so much from them as well. And their experiences and and that kind of a thing too um and it's just it's just really great to sort of to collaborate in that way so what would be some of the biggest positives and opportunities you've got since you've been doing this role um i think the i think working with some really amazing people you know i think everyone focuses a lot on the artists and they think wow you must hang out with pop stars every day it's it's (laughs) It couldn't be further from the truth a lot of the time. It's very much, um, it's very much actually the people that I collaborate with, whether that be, you know, photographers or other art directors, um, you know, some of them or motion designers, that kind of a thing. You know, they're all, they're all so motivating in their own way to sort of, you know, help you to, to want better from your own work as well, as well as the work that you're, you know, doing collaboratively. Mm. So I, I think, I think that's, you know, I think they're probably the people I work with would probably be my favorite part of what I do. Not just because they're listening to this, obviously. But, um, <laughs> well, that helps, doesn't it? The people you work with. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They um, they might be the answer to the next question as well, which is the uh, what, what's the less favourable sides of the job as well. Oh no, I mean, I mean, I think you know, I think as any working process is sometimes it can be um, it can be quite tense, especially when there's um, a lot of different opinions in a room. You know, trying to sort of um, and, and creative work is so close to the person that that creates it. You know, yeah. so I think. Sometimes having to sort of work with commercial deadlines and pressure and feedback, you know, um, can be really stressful. But but I think when you work with the right people and a sort of a, you know a team of people that you can really trust creatively, you know, it it can be an amazing process. And you know, you you really couldn't I, I couldn't do the work I do without everyone that I work with. You know, producers, videographers, that kind of a thing. Um, the the least favorite part of um, it, I say sometimes is time. I think time is the um, is is definitely can, can run away with you, and and you always 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 feel like you want more time on everything. But um, commercial deadlines can be quite intense. So, um, for example, we just did a video for Tiesto, um, where the deadline between brief and the video going live was about a week. So um, a week, yeah. So that was that was quite um quite intense. Um, yeah. How so, do you pull a video together in a week? Surely there's um, so much that goes morning. into that. Could, could, could you break down what that that week was? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's actually really interesting because essentially, obviously, the limitations of working at the moment uh, <laughs> are are yeah. quite interesting. So. Um, I work a lot with um, another art director called, uh, art director, creative director, um, called Johnny Costello, who I worked with on the Ed Sheeran stuff and also the One Direction stuff. Um, So he was the sort of type designer on this because it was a lyric video. Um, So I worked with him. He was kind of, he he, he was, I don't know, maybe about five kilometers away. Um, (laughs) Callum Barnes, who's an amazing um, kind of all-rounder, does a lot of, you know, motion design, also a lot of video you know really fantastic editor uh he worked on that as well he was kind of 
in the same area than um, Aaron Whisker. He's the um, producer I work with. So he sort of produces um, and brings everything together and also kind of works on the editing as well. Um, and he was based in Worcester. And then obviously Sheldon, who you've had before yes, yeah, <laughs> on, yeah. on here, um, who, yeah, um, shot a lot of the videos. So it was sort of five different people working in five completely different spaces for the entirety <laughs> of the week, which involves sort of remote directing and that kind of thing. But to take it back to sort of, um, you know, the treatment and the sort of very initial stages. Um, yeah, so we received this brief. Um, I wrote up some treatment ideas, sent them across. And then, you know, one route was okayed. And we we sort of moved very rapidly <laughs> into, um, into sort of production on this. Um, so yeah, so we put together a couple of shoots. I mean, luckily they were more, um, sort of more still life kind of style shoots, uh, sort of shots that we were kind of looking for. Um, so we, yeah, I think Sheldon kind of worked on a lot of those, um, at the same time that we started the type design, <laughs> a different, <laughs> um, kind of track. And then, yeah, so, and, and that sort of all was somehow pulled together in the space of a week. But I mean, you know, it, it actually looks like a really incredible finished product and you wouldn't have guessed it, but it was very much a video that was sort of born of the, um, the limitations of working currently as well, because that can be really mm. difficult, you know, for creative teams right now. It must be so cool to see something you've made with an artist like that. Um, and you, you see it in wherever you see it, social media, the news, TV, whatever, and say, oh, actually, I had a hand in doing that. That must be so cool. Yeah, it is. It is really awesome. I mean, the um, it's been really interesting recently because I do a lot of work with a huge, huge Italian artist uh, called Gianna Nanini, who is... She's an absolute legend. She wrote the Italian 90 theme song. <laughs> no way. Yeah, she's done all of these really, like, beyond incredible things. She's absolutely huge, huge in Italy. Um, and, you know, so we've done a lot of work um, together on her albums, sort of mm. videos, that kind of a thing. And we're, we're actually working on her live tour visuals um, next year. Wow. Obviously, that was put back because of, you know, <laughs> the whole situation. And yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so um, so yeah, it's really great working with her. But the, the really surreal part of that is that obviously, because of her status in Italy, I mean, she she's huge. She's like the queen in Italy, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and, um, and she, um, every single video we do for her or a lot of the visual work ends up on, you know, Italian television. Which wow. is really bizarre because obviously a lot of um, music videos and that kind of a thing don't really make it to TV um, these days. Mm. So yeah, it's it's really surreal to see that. And also, um, we recently, over the course of the last few months, we actually did some live TV visuals for her, which was really really surreal to watch on live Italian television, having very little idea of context <laughs> and what everyone's saying. So about them. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's really lovely. Her her fans are really um, really exuberant when it comes to their feedback, and they say such lovely things. But um, yeah, Google Translate comes in handy quite a lot. <laughs> and I wish I wish I could respond to them in such a way. But they're just they're just such passionate, lovely people. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So I think I think that's that's been a really cool thing to witness, especially because it it's in a different country, you know. So it's 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 really great. What does the future of your uh, your your industry look like and your job role going forward? You mentioned, you know, videos, music videos are not really that much of a thing per se anymore. You know, there's not as many of them. 
what where does the industry go forward for you i think it's kind of music videos on television so i think um the very sort of traditional formats of media you know you're used to sort of seeing music programming on television that was very big up until the sort of you know maybe like mid 2000s um but now it's not everything is online and i think in a strange way video has almost weirdly done a sort of full circle and 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 become really important in how a song is um is translated i think everything these days uh centers around motion you know motion whether that be branded content whether that be instagram content you know everyone wants to do video and i just think it's such it's such an exciting medium being someone that kind of worked a lot in sort of print and that kind of you know sort of static kind of media the first sort of half of my career so far making that transition into kind of motion animation live action has been fascinating because you, you just feel like there's all this possibility to explore all mm. of the time it's it's really incredible um but yeah I, I definitely see the sort of future of the industry going more in that direction and also musicians doing a lot more branded content um because I think that sort of on a commercial level kind of helps them pay for the things they want to do, whether that be product placement in a music video or, you know, sort of something that's a bit more advanced than that. Um, I think personally, I see what, you know, what, in what we're doing, we're working on a couple of really exciting longer form documentary projects at the moment. Um, and I think sort of when it comes to music videos, as I mentioned earlier, you know, um, I never really understood where having an ability to, you know, sort of write narrative and do things like that really ever, you know, was congruent with a more visual career. But obviously, mm -hmm. you know, with video, there there is there's so much, you know, in that and writing treatments and that kind of a thing. So I, I would like to move potentially more into, um, yeah, sort of more maybe writing. Um, for film that kind of a thing oh, wow, um, that'd be cool. but currently uh yeah we, we're looking at a couple of documentary projects which are really really exciting and um <laughs> and also um potentially sort of setting up more of a production company so yeah I, I guess in a strange way we're sort of moving in the direction of the industry you know anyway do you reckon that's quite an interesting point you make do you reckon people are sort of um going in more into their sort of niches and their interests and they want more from it so, you know, if you're really into music and you're really into your artistry, if somebody said, oh, we're going to do an hour and a half documentary about this artist and, and how they made their album, you think there's a bigger sort of uh, push for that from people? Absolutely, because I think artists now, if you think about the amount of streaming platforms that exist, you know, like during the 2000s, it was like iTunes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that was yeah. it. And, yeah. you know, now it's like, it's really important for an artist to have a presence and also, you know, on a sort of revenue level as well, you know, it's really important for an artist to have a presence across, you know, YouTube, like Spotify, even, you know, Spotify itself has, you know, Spotify canvas, for example, like I did a lyric video for Liam Payne that, um, mm. that had to fit canvas dimensions at the same time, which is like a vertical kind of phone dimension okay. at the same time as a YouTube dimension. Oh, <laughs> but it was, it was, yeah, that, that, that was, that was an interesting couple of weeks, but, um, but I think it was, um, you know, it's really important for artists to have representation on every platform now. So yeah. I think, you know, people exploring film and documentary, say, if you look recently at like the Taylor Swift documentary, um, you know, I think artists are definitely moving into more 
sort of spheres of entertainment like yeah longer form film because i think there is there is that appetite for it i think once sort of artists had social profiles and things like that mm-hmm. um you know the, the appetite has just grown bigger and bigger and people just want more and more access i think so i think i definitely think that longer form um documentary making is is going to feature in more artists sort of repertoires that's um, exciting that sounds like you're at the beginning of something you know the next level you mentioned social media and this is the next sort of the growth of that that access to them yeah i think i think it is and i think as well there's so many more platforms to sort of put that out on you know whether that be i mean if even if you think about all of the the like sort of plethora of streaming platforms out there mm-hmm. right now that, that solely deal with film and television you know there's like eight or nine different you know sort of major players in that so yeah i I think it is it is something that people definitely have a huge appetite for um so we like to talk a little bit about money on the show now we've done some research and we'll give you some average figures of what we've uh, found for creative director you know annual salary kind of thing so it range seems to range between 30 to around 50k and it can go lower and it can go a lot higher by the looks of things does that sort of sit well with you yeah i mean i think um obviously you know women are always uh, chronically underpaid in any industry <laughs> um, but it can vary obviously you know as um as i suppose anyone who's probably freelance or runs their own company on this is probably you know attested to mm. um it is quite um yeah i'd say i'd say that's probably around the average but but obviously you know it, it, it can be a lot higher it can be it depends really on the industry in which you work as well so mm. Um, what would you say is something that is not in the job description? Um, you know, you didn't realise it was going to be there when you first started down this career. Um, it can be good or lot. bad as well. <laughs> um, bad, probably a lot of Gantt charts. I, okay. I do <laughs> yeah. really dislike a Gantt chart. I must <laughs> um, creatives and Excel type things don't they really mesh in a way that you think. They, they would um surprisingly um but i think um, well yeah i mean that you know organization is i mean people say organization is key but i mean it really really is when you're trying to keep track of like as i said even with this video if you're trying to keep track of like four different people's workflows and you know you're also trying to sort of manage a client as well on the other side it can be um, yeah, really catastrophic if you're not organised. <laughs> um, I think I think that is yeah. I mean that obviously in time management because time management mm. is you know just the the, the devil really <laughs> um, incarnate. But I think um, the the things that are unexpected that I wouldn't have maybe thought about but are positives of the job. It's definitely just learning about, you know, so much about what other people um, they, they do in terms of like, you know, videographers sort of finding out about the latest sort of technology there or, you know, looking at new ways illustrators are, you know, making imagery or, you know, seeing like letterpress artists. Um, mm. You know, we used an amazing um, guy in Dublin who does that on Gianna's album. And, you know, seeing this sort of mesh between these really old forms of technology and then also like the sort of you know cutting edge technology which is kind of more say on the the live tour kind of aspect of you know doing visuals and that kind of a thing you know i think it's getting it's it's almost getting to sort of look at every single one of these jobs and sort of experience it to a degree um and find out so much about it um 
as opposed to sort of just doing one thing, you know, which I think is really fantastic, actually. Yeah, it sounds like if you're an inquisitive person, like you mentioned, it's it's a perfect role to, to just dip in and out of, of different parts of the industry. Absolutely. You can just poke around everywhere from, as I said, like a Latin press studio <laughs> to, you know, um, to, to literally anything. It, it, it's really, yeah, it, it's definitely a job for a really inquisitive, creative, probably just very nosy people. <laughs> so... <laughs> How does somebody progress within the industry? You know, you've already worked with some massive people. Um, how do you going to progress within this industry? Um, I think it's just about, as I said, I think trying everything to begin with is is fantastic because you know, even within say video, you know, you could be a really great focus puller, or you know, which is a very very specific but very important job, or you know, you could be a great art director or you could be you know a fantastic like director of photography um but you you're not going to know until you've sort of tried these things out and you know um sort of put yourself in the space to try them out which i think sort of leading on with that is um creating your own work i think is really really incredibly important you know it really whenever i sort of get someone on board to you know work on a project or sort of collaborate with the first thing I'll always look at is their self-initiated work because I think it really shows, you know, the passion that people have for, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. Um, but also it is, it, it just sort of shows initiative. And I think, I think, yeah, creating your own work then will help you figure out where it is specifically that you, you really want to sit in the sort of general sphere of, you know, creative job roles. Mm. Have you got any advice for somebody that's thinking, oh, actually, I really like the sound of this. What would you say is the first step for them to, you know, move into the industry? I think just talk to people, you know, I think I've never, um, it, it's quite strange because I think even sometimes myself, even at this point, you know, I always think, well, I wouldn't want to annoy people. But I think <laughs> it's always fantastic to hear from anyone because you never really know what skills they have that you might need for a project no matter how niche they are um you know i've seen people use you know traditional sort of um glass etchers on album cover projects before you know not myself but i've seen it happen and you know that's such a such an incredibly niche thing i think it's always really great um with you know kind of going back to access you know the access that you now have to to anyone really and i think just sort of being interested in their work and interested in other people's work and, you know, that sort of thing is really, really incredibly helpful. Um, I'd always recommend just reaching out to people and seeing if, you know, potentially you have a skill or a talent that they could use on something on the basis of looking at their work, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I get emails from a lot of really, really fantastic, really incredibly interesting people every day, which is you know, great. And, and I've always kind of gotten back to those <laughs> enthusiastically. So I would, I would really encourage people just to sort of, you know, re- reach out. Okay. That's, that's really good to hear for anyone uh, looking to get into the industry. And uh, would you still go into the industry knowing what you know now? Oh, like a hundred percent. Absolutely. I, I probably couldn't really do anything else at this stage. <laughs> I've, I've, gone too, I've gone too far. Well, well, I could, I could, but I don't think that would go very well for anyone involved. So, um, you know, that's, that's yeah, I, I think, um, absolutely. I think, 
even myself every day I think sometimes you look at what you do and it can be very generalized and sometimes even at this stage in your career you think wow am I, am I being you know too, too generalized in a strange way um but there's just so much to explore that if anything if I was to do everything again I'd probably just want to explore more aspects of what it is that I do because you know you have incredible creative directors of magazines or you know um of sort of tech startups or all of these kind of really fascinating things so I, th- I think there's just never enough time you know I think that's um that's that's what I think yeah absolutely well thank you so much for coming on Charlotte I found it incredibly fascinating and um you've been great yeah it's been oh, absolutely brilliant uh, talking to you where can people find you on social media so I'm mainly on Instagram at Charlotte Audrey, all one word. Um, and I'm on Twitter probably with the same handle, but I would use it a lot less. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's probably probably it. Yeah, ma- mainly Instagram. So, um, so yeah. Brilliant. We will tag you in our post. And thanks again for coming Thank on. you so that's much. Brilliant. It's been brilliant. Awesome, that's brilliant. It was great speaking to you guys. I hope I didn't go on too much. <laughs> no, you were brilliant. Thank you. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. bye.